theyeshiva.net. Okay, let's uh, let's begin. The hour is late. Welcome everybody. With everybody, so we have one piece. We have one piece left. The parentheses on page one hundred four. I hope to finish the Mimer Blinader. 104, the last parentheses of the Mimer, where he speaks about the synthesis of Tayu and Tikkun, what Moshe says to Hashem and Hashem's answer to him. I'll read this, it's a parenthesis, it's Haggah, but, uh, and then I'll, I'll explain. Some concepts here are a little difficult, but it's fine. You could look what's been explained elsewhere in another Maimra on the Pasuk in Tehillim, Aremimcha, Kidi Lisani. We say in the morning, Kehillim Lamed, I will uh, exalt you because you have Dilisanis, you have lifted me up. Like Dala Dala, you have drawn me out. Eich David, Shubchines Dibur, Hayekalu Ba'adamarish, Shubchines Chachma. David, who represents speech, Dibur, Malchus. Right? David, it says, was absorbed in Adam, Chinas Chachma. The Chazal say, the Zoya says that David, when he was born, um, was destined to be a Barnaf, Nafla, meaning a miscarriage. It didn't seem like that his mother is going to uh, successfully be able to complete the birth. And Adam gave him 70 years. Adam was supposed to live a 1,000 years. Adam gave David 70 years. Adam lived 930 years. That's what the Zoya says, a famous Zoya. So it's spoken about numbers, obviously, but it represents something, a concept, that David was absorbed in Adam. It was part of Adam, which is Chachma. And that's essentially, meaning Chachma is beyond expression, beyond manifestation. When a person has an epiphany, you could see it's very hard to say, say it, I can't say it, you're still in awe. Extracting David from Adam, that's bringing it out in words. That's what he says. I made a pella Adam. On this, David says, which is, the depth of heights, the depth, the high, the deepest height allows for Adam to come into David, meaning for Chachma to come into Dibur, meaning for Kvat Peh to come out in communication. It's also connected to the virtue, to the uniqueness of the mitzvahs of the Rabbanak. The 248 positive mitzvahs are compared to 248 avarim, the limbs of a person. And the Zoyer says it's the 248 limbs of the king. That all represents lights come into vessels. Every limb, we explained earlier, is a vessel, is a keli. And the oir in the keli is the oir in that limb, whether it's the eye, or the ear, or the nose, or the arms, or the legs, of course the brain. It has oiris bekelem, and the same is true mitzvahs. Every mitzvah is called a limb. It's connected to a different limb of the person. It's also considered a limb of the king, because every mitzvah, just like a limb, 
or an organ or, or, or any part of the body, um, any organ of the body is a keli, is a vessel for a particular manifestation of the soul. Every mitzvah is a particular vessel, it's a limb. Kvayachal of Hashem, it's a keli to manifest at a particular oir. So that's called oiriz bekelim. Mashekin shasal loisasa, shasa gidim, heimchines oiriz shalamaylam islapshas bekelim veivonim. Lachain ein beloisasa kum vaase. Vahainu keinian oiriz de toyu, shalamaylam oiriz de tikkun, lachain e efsha lekelim lahachilam. Mitzvah loisasa, over here, how do you perform mitzvah loisasa? Through inaction. Not through action. I can't perform a mitzvah loisasa through action. A mitzvah means what you don't do. So on one level, it would seem that it's just mitzvah say That's what that's what it's all about. What you do, he says. But in a way, mitzvah loisus is a much deeper mitzvah. You access a light that you can't facilitate through your activity because there's no keli for it. So therefore, how do you relate to it through absence, through silence, through awe, through through the lack of action? Action represents I'm doing something. I'm, I'm creating something because. It could, it could be manifested in a keli. I could contain it. That's why it's connected to the Ramach Evarim. Each Aver has a very powerful uh, ability to be able to be a facilitator of light. And that's what mitzvahs asaya. Mitzvahs loisasa is you access a deeper oed. He says it's the oedis of toyu that are higher than oedis of tikkun, and therefore there's no kumvase. There's no, kumvase is an expression the Gemara says. They don't tell you stand up and do. Rather, it's, the lack of doing. It's the absence. But in that absence, lay a connection to something that's much more powerful, it's much more potent, and therefore, I can't tell you, go facilitate it, because you can't. It's it's too big for you to facilitate. Atamevin? Huh? It's beyond kalim. He says, She'ein ha-kalim, yichoylem lahal, she'ein ha-kalim It's the oedis of tikkun. Kalim can't be, so there's no, there's no, the mitzvah is not expressed in a particular, in a particular action, a particular movement, whether it's words or activities. It's a different, it's a, it's a, that's a kalim because it's not a kalim. That, that's, that's the only shaykhs the person can have. What we spoke, it's similar to what we spoke yesterday about the bracha, right? The argument in the Svaidim and Ashkenaz, we can make a bracha on Sharosh. A bracha means I'm doing something. Not making a bracha, I'm not doing anything. Tfilas Arvis Rishus, I'm not davening. So not is sometimes much deeper than yeah. <laughs> the Rambam says in Mary Nevuchim that Yediyas Hashlila is more deep than Yediyas, is deeper than Yediyas Hachiyuv. There's knowing something positively, and then there's knowing what it's not. <laughs> what it's not, yeah. I can't say what it is. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I could say what it's not. That allows you to go to a. Uh, but it's also deeper because you can't say what something's not no, without knowing yeah. absolutely everything oh, to be able to say it. Mitzvah say. Of course, the Gemara says Yasha v'lo Yasave. It's kilo asa mitzvah. But how is it a mitzvah it's through Yasha v'lo Yasa? Right? It's, it's not kumvas. Kumvas means you get up and you do it. No, you're the initiator. You're the creator of it. Here you can't create. You can't create it. It's, it's bigger. It's, it's beyond. It's transcendent. It's even deeper than the ermakif of the bracha. Avob mitzvahs. And that's why in Kabbalah it says mitzvahs loises are higher than mitzvahs. This is, this is the pchina of vafke. This is yutke. This is shasa. This is ramach. What do you mean it's higher? It's all negative. You just don't do it. But it's not that there's no relationship. 
it's 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 a much deeper. It brings out and it reveals something even deeper in the person and in Hashem. Avol b'mitzvahs derabana shem gamkin mepchinazu deloisisa or mekalmakay meslapshem bekum vasei bekelim lefisha bina yaseid and nitne beisha. This is what he says: the mile of mitzvahs derabana that. They come from this pchin of loisasa, and nonetheless, many of them come into kumvase. There's things that you can do. There's a tremendous bina that was given to the isha, to the woman, to the makabal. In this case, it's the rabbanon, the mile of the rabbanon lagabitayra. Anoichi is going to be with your mouth. That even the oiris of Toyu could be manifested in the Kalim of Tikkun. Ah? Oh, very good. The whole Shaydish for Mitzvahs de Rabbonon is a love. Loi Sasser min Hadavar. He says as I as our line. Loi Sasser min Hadavar Don't go away from the thing that they're going to tell you. Yeah. Even the mitzvahs essay that says about mitzvahs de Rabbonon is, <coughs> the Pasuk says, Ushmartem es mishmarti. So Chazal say, Asu mishmeres le mishmarti. What's the idea of loisasa? Mishmeres. Right? Asu mishmeres. Your job is to guard. What's the concept of shmira? Stay away. Guard. Protect. Or loisasa and adavar. At kedekach, you see it even in Gemara. There's an expression in Gemara in a few places in Shas. You have it in the beginning of Megillah and Shabbos, other places. Godel covered Habrius, Shadoicha Loisa The covet of people, of a person, is so powerful, it overrides a Loisa What does this mean? <coughs> so the Rishonim explain that it's referring to Mitzvahs der That covered Habrius overrides Mitzvahs der For example, we see it, uh, Muktza on Shabbos, somebody's in a Besakisa, they used to use rocks. To wipe the body in rocks are muktzah. God will cover the bris shadoicha loisus and shabbatayla. Other situations, ah, mes mitzvah covered a mess. So, 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 so they say, why, why would the Gemara say it this way? Doicha loisus and shabbatayla. Rashi even in one place says from the Gemara it means it's even doiraisa because it says loisus and shabbatayla. Okay, most Rishonim argue Rashi himself says something else elsewhere that it's only the rabbanon. But you see how the Chazal refer to the rabbanon. Because all Chazal are included in the one Laisus of Laisasar. This might be an example of where this idea, which is Nistar, really correlates with an idea which you have taught us in Megillah, in Alamdash Yashir, which you previously gave, where you quoted Yosef Engel and you quoted Chabad Rav, I don't remember his name, about the difference between the Rabbanon, that the Rabbanon, the, the mitzvah of the Rabbanon never is really, doesn't make a, a din that we do the Rabbanon a chefts of mitzvah. But rather, mitzvah the rabbanon is lishma derechachamim. So therefore, when you makayim, that's why you don't have the right, or, or that's why it's no shogeg rabbanon because the mice itself doesn't have a time of of a mice. Of a cheftsa. That, that lundus that you taught us would really fit very, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not really a mice mitzvah. Yeah. In terms of a keli that we're taking. Yeah, yeah, it's not a cheftsa. In other words, many poskim say a mitzvah is a din on the heftzah of the object. And Mitzvah Rabban is only a din on the gavra. It's not that the heftzahs change, because they can't change the reality of the world. Right? This is what explained in a lot of places. The difference of a Mitzvah Rabban and a Mitzvah Deiraisa. For example, if somebody sells, uh, 
somebody uh, that's in the Rambam and Hilchis Mechida. I think that's what I spoke about, yeah? If somebody sells meat, huh? If somebody sells meat and the meat is, is not kosher and a person eats the meat, so the Rambam says an interesting thing. If it was an Isser, and you didn't know, of course, if it was a says of was meat that was awesome in Atayda, then you can get back, you have to, he has to give you back your money. The Mekach toast, you give back the money, even though you ate the meat. He says, if it's a mitzvah, if it's an Isser, you don't have to give back the money. In other words, the seller says, why? What's the, what's the vart? Because he was a shaygig. No, so what? I don't understand. So the Nesivah Samishpat explains this. If I sell somebody meat and really there's poison inside. Okay. So Chas Vashon, let's say he's healed. We're not talking if he's harmed enough. I of course have to give back the money. I, I, I told you I'm selling you food. I sold you poison. I'm a Jew. I ate, I wanted kosher food. It was, what do we have to give back the money? He says, because it was only Asa Dirabon. So the Nesivah Samishpat explains it beautifully. What's the logic? I, I sold you the wrong thing. I asked for kosher meat. You sold me today for me. So it's Dirabon and so on. But I keep Dirabon. When I look at so just, so the, I think the one example the way I, I taught it is it just makes it very clear is <laughs> a kid comes home from school it's Thursday night there's a beautiful cake on the counter, mommy says do not touch this cake this is for the guests for Shabbos right guests for the Shabbos it's not made for you it's not for Thursday night even though it's tempting it's for the guests we have chosher for guests for Shabbos and we need this cake for Shabbos okay. Friday morning after breakfast, he forgets and he eats the cake. He forgets. Yeah. Is mommy going to be upset at him? He forgot. She may be upset. She has to make another cake or this, but fine. People forget. They make mistakes. What happens if mommy says you're allergic to nuts and this cake has nuts? So make sure you don't eat this cake because if you eat this, I'm going to have to take you to the hospital. He forgets Friday morning and he eats the cake. So she say, oh, it's a mistake. I don't have to take him to the hospital. You understand the difference? In the first case, the problem is the cake is wonderful. I just don't want you to eat it. I need the guest to eat it. You ate it by mistake? Shine. In the second case, the cake is poisonous. In Yeshiva Shaloshan, the first is a din on the Gavra. The second is a din on the Heftza. You hear? You understand? It's a din on the Heftza. You, you made a mistake. I know. I'm not blaming you. But the poisonous effects are still there. By mistake, I ate something that I'm allergic to. Fine. I'm not blaming you. But there's still poisonous effects. So the Raisa, the Nesimzim, the Rambam holds the Raisa, the Hefts is poisonous. You gave me poison. Now you want not your money? <laughs> it's enough that you gave me poison. The Rabbana, you didn't give me poison. You gave me something I'm not allowed to eat. Okay, I didn't know. It was a mistake. I, I didn't do anything wrong. That's the difference. So you're saying that it's not a din, it's not a shinui in the keli, it's all a din in the gav. They, the, they combine, they connect. On the baggage. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, shilas on that. On, I mean, on a lot of mitzvahs. But by Dairaisa, you could say that it's chal on the cheftza, because, and we understand why. God designed the world, and he says, this is asr, this is mutter. So it's a shinui in the world. But when the Rabbanan say something is asr, 
did they actually change the molecular uh, structure of the universe? That would be the Svara to say that it's only on a Gavra. In other words, God said that you have to listen to the Bezdin. Obviously, if they do it, Alpitaira we're talking about. But they didn't redesign the chemistry of the universe to say this is Mutter, this is Asr. Because when something is Asr, the, the, the reality is a different reality. The cake has something in it that is, my soul is allergic to it. I mean, it may not be visible to the eye, but there's something that the, the person, the soul is allergic to it. It, it may be very connected, yeah. So what's now the Chiddush with Moshe? That the two come together. So what does this mean now? What, what's, what's the sikkum? What's the conclusion of this whole long conversation, the whole long discussion that really Oedis of Toyu can't express themselves in Kalim? And that's why Moshe can't speak. And he says, And the Kalim of Peah Kalim. And Oedis the Toyu cannot come into Kalim. And on the contrary, they defy Kalim. And that's why there was a Shviri in Toyu. By the way, somebody wrote a comment, somebody asked a question, he doesn't understand, we learned a previous moment that Esav is Toyu, now suddenly Moshe is Toyu. He got very upset. But he wasn't, he didn't begin to be Toyfus the Indian. Esav is Toyu after the Shvira. <laughs> Moshe is Toyu before the Shvira. It's a different Toyu. <laughs> of course they're both from Toyu, it's a different Toyu. Esav is Toyu post Shvira Sakalem. He always says about Esav, his Shoydash is from Toyu. Esav is post I just wanted to clarify. He just didn't understand. Tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. Esav, Moshe. So Esav and Moshe are the same thing. Huh? <laughs> There's a shtickle difference. Tell you, pre Shvira is all alakus. It's eight Saif. Post Shvira is min hamayim no, post-shvita means the way Toyu experiences a shvita and it doesn't recognize anymore its source. It just has, it just has the residue of it, but it doesn't recognize its source. So Moshe says, What's Hashem's answer? Hashem's answer is not just, I made mouths for people. I'll, I'll heal you. That's not the vart. The vart is, that even tikkun comes from anoichi. And if Tikkun comes from Anoichi, then Toyu and Tikkun could come together. Now what does this mean? Even Tikkun, which is the limit, comes from, uh, from Anoichi. And since it comes from Anoichi, which transcends Toyu and Tikkun, therefore Toyu and Tikkun ultimately can and must be synthesized. And this is the beginning of Moshe's mission in Judaism. And in many ways you could say that this had to be the first mission because all of Yiddishkeit is about the synthesis of Oiris the Toyu, the Kalem the Tikkun. Oiris of Toyu and Kalem of Tikkun. Now what does this mean? I saw in previous Shiurim, some people who listened to the Shiurim wrote very interesting comments about the application of this to life. If you may find it interesting, the comments of last few days, last week, a few people wrote very long and interesting comments, deep, some deep comments. A poet, I don't know who she is, she calls herself Nadra, wrote deep stuff about this Maime. But uh, some on, 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 the women write interesting comments. <laughs> 
Ah, no, very deep comments over there. Some I didn't even understand, I have to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's a little Toyodic. <laughs> Although they were writing to, about Toyo and Tikkun, but it was, uh, but it's deep, deep stuff. But I want to bring out at least one application in a person's life that I think emerges from all of this. And I'm going to do it through a teaching of the Baal Shem Tev. And I have to tell you, when I saw this teaching the first time, it was quite, uh, it was quite touching. In this week's parasha, B'Shalach, the Jews are terrified because behind them are the Egyptians and in front of them is a sea. So I quote, Vayoyma Moshe Hashem. Moshe tells the Jews, Al Tiro, don't be afraid. Stand and watch the salvation of Hashem, which He will do for you today. Now listen to these words. Because you see Egypt today, but you will never see them again forever. Ask the Mepharshim, including the Baal Shem Tev, the redundancy here is very awkward. If you were Moshe, you'd say, stand. They're afraid that the Egyptians are going to get them. They're going to have to go back to Mitzrayim. Some of them said, let's go back. Stand, Hashem is going to help you. You're never going back to Egypt. Okay, very good. No, he gives a drosh. Because just as you see Mitzrayim today, you won't see them again. Alive. Huh? Right. It's almost like, because you see Mitzrayim, I know we see Mitzrayim today, that's the problem. Like he's repeating the problem. You see Mitzrayim today, it's almost like, you, you won't see them because you, you see them today. So the Bashandu says, yeah, that's what he's saying. There's only one way you're not going to see Egypt again. If you're ready to look at them today. <laughs> Make sure you look at them today. Only then will you be able never to see them again. That's what the Bashandu says. Yeah, I have to see them. Yeah. If you don't see them today, you'll see them forever. If you're ready to see them today, then you won't be able to see, then you won't see them again. It's not something you don't see. No, you, you will see them again unless you look at them today. What is he really saying here? Confront, yeah. Confront. One of the scariest things for people in the context of this mimer is making place, making space for Otis of Taihu inside of you. Because Otis of Taihu are not comfortable. They don't sit comfortably in your caleb. That's what makes them toy. Toy means chaos. Why are they chaotic? Because they're overwhelming. That's what creates chaos. Chaos is never created when something has a good place, a comfortable place in a caleb. When something sits well with me, it found a comfortable place. That's tikkun. What makes a toyu is that it doesn't have a keli. There's no keli for it. In other words, what does it mean there's no keli? I can't deal with it. That's what the word keli is. I can't, do, I can't contain it. I have no place for it. How often do you have such emotions? <laughs> Rabbi Litzman, you're the best. We always, we, this is life. It's, it's just the stuff of life. Yeah. When that comes into your head, that comes into your mind, what do you do with it? There's a lot of different options. Repression is the Jewish favorite one. Denial is a very is a, is a great one, right? The river in Egypt. 
That's what he's saying. <laughs> That's pshat ki kasherisim shamayoyim loisisifu. You gotta get out of denial. Get out of denial. Pun intended. Get out of denial. Loisisifu loyes madaylam. Nochem das pasfader. Okay, but v'le nochem alekem. Can't say shrisim alts. Huh? Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Or another one is you start, you, you feel like you're crazy. That's, I'm not repressing anything. I, I'm just, I'm a sugar now. I'm a tzedreta. Or I'm sick. Or I'm, I'm a weirdo. And all these judgments and comments. And we understand why. There's no keli for it. You don't want to look at Mitzrayim. You don't want to look at your Mitzrayim. Whatever that Mitzrayim looks like. But the oiris of Toyu are very, very real. They're even rooted in a place that's much deeper than Tikkun. They're much truer than Tikkun. The fact that they confuse you so much and they overwhelm you so much is because the air is so real there. It's pure. It's not limiting itself. It's actually putting you in contact with your core self. Tikkun will not put you in contact with your core self because Tikkun, right, adjusts everything in a way that it fits a keli. Toyu doesn't doesn't try to fit into anything. So you say it doesn't make sense. Good, it's not supposed to make sense. Stay there. Don't wrap your brain around it because the moment you wrap your brain around it, you just kill the oil. Because you wanted it to fit somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Can I really make space for that? Can I make space for not making space? I guess that's the word, right? Can I create space? For not, for not, for not having space. It's, it's a very difficult moment. It's not an easy moment. That's what Toyu is. Toyu is very, very intense. It's defined by intensity. It's not just intense. That's its definition. If it's not intense, it's not Toyu. And why is it so intense? Because it's the core, as he puts it. It's the Nikud, and there's no Iskalalos there. There's no changing the subject. There's no, let me talk about it from a different perspective. Don't give me perspectives. No angles, no perspectives. This is it. There's no hiskalulus. Hiskalulus means I'm not part of a, there's no integration. There's no synthesis. It's very one dimensional. So you could, so we, we have a word for it. We call it immaturity. <laughs> you want me not to say it again? It was hard enough the first time. And are we supposed to take this and apply it to our daily, as our Lutzman says, lives, so every time we feel that sense of, I can't... That's a spark of Toyo. That Toyo, yeah. Give it a name. Yeah, yeah, you could put it. Toyo, smile, and say, welcome, Oilama Toyo. Bruchim habayim to my life. Some people don't have to welcome it. It's always there. I told you it was once, I once gave a shear here Shabbos afternoon, so they put up flyers. The title was, Why is my life a roller coaster? So I was walking on first day, so somebody sees me, he says, I'm not coming to your lecture today. I said, okay, that's a great boost for self-confidence. Thank you for sharing it with me. Usually you don't have to tell, you could say, I'm coming, you don't have to say, you're not coming. I said, but why are you not coming? He says, because the title doesn't make sense. I'm like, wow. He says, my life is not a roller coaster. My life is straight down all the time. I don't have what to come. It's not, I'm not going to relate to what you're saying. Okay. So some people don't have to say, Baruchim Haboyim. But yeah, you could give it a label. What, what do I mean, give it a label? Give it a label means it's something. We know, we know what it is. We're not afraid of it. The moment you're not afraid of these things, the moment you're not afraid, that's already the big, the, the best Kaylee for it. 
the best keli for it is that you don't need a keli. I don't, I don't need a keli. It, it doesn't have kalim. It's not going to fit into kalim. That's exactly the point. Now, it's easy to speak about. <laughs> it's much harder to implement this because we love kalim. We like infrastructure. That's our minds are made to do that because we come from tikkun. We don't come from Tayo. We come from kalim. But Toyu and Tikkun don't exist in different worlds. They exist in the same world. So Baal Shem Tev is saying, there's only one way you're going to get rid of Mitzrayim. You're going to have to be able to look at it. That's where he says, Now the Baal Shem Tev passed away 1760. Okay. That's 150 years before there was even a concept called psychology in the world. The concept of psychology, never mind the studies and the elaboration and the developments and the literature, you're talking almost two centuries before that, more than 150 years before that. Here's one line he says, he says it in two lines. If you're ready to look at Mitzrayim, you will never see it again. But if you're not ready to look at it, it's going to stay there. Because not looking at it doesn't make it disappear. It just makes it go into hiding. <laughs> you want it to go into, you want me to go into hiding? I'll go into hiding. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to come out through every other possible way, but you're not going to be aware of it. But if you could face it, if you could look at it, you can ultimately spit it out. So the worst thing is to become afraid of a certain thing going on in yourself. You don't have to be afraid of it. It has its place, and you have to be able to respect the integrity of Toyu. And how do you respect the integrity of Toyu? By understanding it will not have Kalem. Do not try to give it Kalem. We love giving it Kalem. We start rational. You ever start rationalizing with your emotions? You ever do that? You ever make that stupid mistake? Huh? You like start, it's like a Gemarashi, right? You start convincing your emotions that, no, you don't understand Pshat. It's exactly what Toyu wants. You know why? I'll remain with you forever now. <laughs> the more you rationalize, the more he will come back with ferocious intensity. Because it's not about that. It's not starting from Kalim that Kalim cannot d- d- assuage it. It's not starting from there. Starting from an Akuda that's very, very core, very deep, and all your rationalizations are going to do nothing. It will just come back, but the next time it comes back, it's going to be with much more power. Tikkun operates in a completely different place. The real question in life is, and this is maybe the question of questions, can the two really coexist or not? Really. Not cliche. Can they really coexist? Can you be fully in one world and fully in another world? Can you easily go from one world to another world? Can you transfer back and forth? Moshe says to Hashem, that's not possible. Now we have to hear Moshe, Moshe understood a thing or two about life. When Moshe says it's not possible, it means because it's not possible. It's not. It's two, it's two opposites. One is infinite, one is finite. One defies structure, one is in structure. One is a purist, the other one is a, uh, is a, uh, I don't want to say a pleaser, but, uh, the other one is a compromiser. One is very, very authentic, but it's not sustainable in, in, in a real world with other people, even in a real world that requires structure. And the other one is very sustainable. Split personality. Huh? Yes. So Moshe says, and here we're talking about Moshe's toyu is not toyu of chaotic, crazy emotions 
of dysfunctionality. We're talking here, remember, it starts off in alakus, in godliness, but it's ain't safe. Everything is ain't safe. And the big thing that Hashem tells Moshe, and that's the key, is until you get to anoichi, you will not be able to make peace between the two. It's true. You're right. In other words, when you live in Tohu, it defies Tikkun. And when you live in Tikkun, it defies Tohu. And it's, you're right. That's the physics of the world. The physics of the world is Tohu, is not Tikkun, and Tikkun and Tohu. It would be like combining quantum mechanics with our daily relationship with the universe. You go crazy. In quantum mechanics, that nothing has, nothing, nothing is absolute. Everything is a probability. The basketball is here. Right? And simultaneously, it's, it's in different places in the basketball field. So how are you going to play a game? Light is a wave and life is a particle. Everything is paradoxes. Our particles are moving clockwise and counterclockwise simultaneously. Tell me how you're going to deal with that. <laughs> I'm moving like this and I'm moving like this. Or to put it in a famous equation in physics, Schrodinger's cat, the cat is dead and alive simultaneously. And that works. You know that, right? The cat is dead and alive. This sounds like superstitious religion. This is pure secular quantum physics. The cat is dead and the cat is alive and both are equally true. That's not how our world works. I'm sorry. Why? Our observation collapses all the possibilities into one fixed model and that's what I could relate to. That's called tickle. But the healing of the world is only when quantum physics and the external world will become one. That's the healing of the world. That's the real healing. Only when Toyo and Tikkun become one. And that's the moment that happens when Moshe confronts Hashem about this. And he says, send Tikkun. And he says, no, I'm not going to give up on this. Oiris the Toyo will go into Kalim of Tikkun. But how? That's the Anoichi. Even Tikkun, you don't know what Tikkun is. If you'll understand what Tikkun is, you'll understand what Toyo is. When you'll understand what Tikkun is from a perspective of Anoichi, you'll understand what Toyo is from a perspective of Anoichi, then you'll know how to access the deepest lights of Toyo within the Kalim of Tikkun. That's what you're going to have to do. And, and, and uh, let me, let me finish here. Let me finish. The, let me, uh, just at least the, at least the ISIS, at least the ISIS. Tikkun is never a response to Toyu. In other words, because I'm afraid of Toyu, I run into Tikkun. No. And Toyu is not a running away from Tikkun because I'm afraid of Tikkun. Or to put it in modern language, both of them, when they're coming from trauma, and I'm talking even spiritual trauma, they're not in touch with Anoichi. And that's when they become a contradiction. In other words, the opposition between Toyo and Tikkun is trauma-based. And I don't mean here necessarily, yeah, I mean also trauma-based, what we call trauma, but I mean even spiritually trauma-based. It's coming from a response, a response to something that I'm uncomfortable about. He says, you're going to have to go back to Anoichi. Anoichi is my undefined essence. This is very emotional stuff. You could cry when you think about this, that Al-Tarebbe understood this. 
You have to go back to my undefined essence. I want to, I'm saying this because you shouldn't think it's intellectual. This is not very, very emotional. You have to go back to your own undefined essence. Can you do that? Over there, you'll see that Toyo and Tikkun are each capturing an equal part of that truth. Tikkun is not a defense mechanism. It's not coming from weakness. It's not coming because, you know, you need a good shidduch and social conformity. And you gotta be a mensch and don't tell me what you think and I don't care about your feelings and just be a normal person. Which, which is this place for that too. But in its es- then in its essence, it's a stereotype to tell you. In its essence, tikkun, which creates space for others, is a manifestation of the undefined essence where everything is included. Toihu, which defies Tikkun, in its real essence is not an escape from Tikkun. What is it in its real essence? In its real essence, it's, it's the fact that godliness is infinite, and therefore things manifest themselves in an infinite way. The challenge, of course, is, if that's what it is, if that's what the earth of Toihu is, how is it coming into a keli? <laughs> I don't understand. You're just telling me that it's beyond structure. Now you're giving me structures for it? But what if I can introduce the Anoichi and therefore Tikkun can create space for Toyu and Toyu can create space for Tikkun. When Tikkun learns that its structures are not here to limit reality, its structures are here to be able to facilitate infinity. When Tikkun learns that its structures are not here to serve as traps and prisons, but its structures are really here to be able to transcend structure. Because how can you transcend structure without structure? When I understand that the keli is really here to be able to allow me to go beyond my structure. Because without kalim, I could never go beyond my structure. It's the keli that allows me then to go out of my keli and create space for another keli, for another reality, and therefore touch that which is undefined. So through the tikkun, that I can touch a place that's much, much deeper than Toyu. But Tikkun without Toyu, of course, becomes a trap. It's Toyu that tells Tikkun, make sure your Tikkun is not coming from a place of weakness. It's coming from a place of undefined infinity and oneness. And it's the tension between the two of them that allows the integration. Toyu, when it's in touch with Anoichi, always creates space for Tikkun. And Tikkun, when it's in touch with Anoichi, always creates space for Toyu. Because it's in the space they create for each other that they touch that which transcends them both and therefore connects them both. And this is what Judaism is. Is Judaism about finiteness or infinity? So most religious Jews who know anything about Judaism will tell you all of Judaism is structure, 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 right? Many of the spiritualists of the last generation from the Jewish people ran away very far from Judaism to Far Eastern or other disciplines. Why? What are they looking for? Oneness, infinity. Those of you who are familiar with some very influential and interesting Jewish leaders within the world of spirituality know that they have all went to Hebrew school at some point, and they'll tell you how allergic they are to institutionalized religion 
because they felt it's the greatest contradiction to any awareness of truth, cosmic truth, psychological truth, emotional truth, and they run very, very far away to a world where they only speak about oneness, transcendence, infinity, (laughs) the opposite of institutionalized religion. Huh? So it's not just you need the balance. It's much deeper than the balance. It's not just you need the balance. The balance you need, that's true. It's much deeper. What if, what if the real kalim of tikkun are really your only way to touch that which touches not only toyu, but that which is deeper than toyu? But it's only if tikkun can create space for toyu and toyu can create space for tikkun. If tikkun thrives on denying toyu, it's a real trap. It becomes a real trap. When you start worshipping structure and institutionalized religion, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, I don't know, they're not nice, right? I want to be nice. Uh, when you worship institutionalized religion, it's, 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 it, it can be very, very, uh, uh, Stiff, destructive, narrow, and really snuffs out the soul of people, of people. I told you once the story, there was once a Chabad house, he needed a minion Friday night, there were only nine people in shul. So he went outside, looking for a Jew, you know. He sees somebody, he fit the profile of a Jew, and uh, I don't know if, uh, whatever the profile was, he says, excuse me, you're Jewish? He says, yeah. He says, we want to do a Friday night service. Could you come in 15 minutes? They just need it for Maidav. 15 minutes and you'll be out. We have a minion. He says, I don't believe in, inst- I don't believe in organized religion. Chavach says, I look organized. <laughs> you think if I was organized, I would stand outside and look for a tent? Yeah. He understood organized religion. He didn't know the way he didn't know what it means. I'm organized, but he was really touching on a very deep thing. <laughs> I don't believe in organized religion. He says, you got the right guy. I also don't believe in organized religion. I'm not organized. No. But organization and structure is essential for life. But only when is it essential for life? If it's not afraid of infinity. Exactly. The word balance is a tikkun word. Yeah. It's not much deeper than balance. Yeah. We like ba- we like balance because it's a tranquilizer. We're not looking for tranquilizers. It's a great equalizer. I'm thinking of a sentence I heard once. Reality is never intimidated. I would like to give a shear tomorrow. I would like to give a shear tomorrow. Blinader, okay? I'm going to ask whoever is not on the WhatsApp, if you could just sign yourself up. With Reb Nuchim or Reb Isaac, that, just in case, so you could get a notice, huh? Okay. To say the great equalizer, does that kind of? I think it's the great equalizer as well. Yeah. The equalizer doesn't mean that there's any barriers. Right. It can extend yeah. the Kaili yeah. and the hundred percent. That's an excellent question. What if the Toyu is coming not from too much light, but from too little light? So the truth is, and this is very, very deep. That it always comes from too much light. It always comes from. What, do, what does too much light mean? Too much light on one level, on another level, it means destruction. Remember that. 
Because if I don't have a keli for it, I call it destruction. But that's, that's, the healing comes from realizing it was too much light. That's where healing comes from. It was destructive because I didn't know how to translate it. You'll never be able to apprehend that. Well, ultimately, ultimately, when I can create space for it, so the oiris of Toyo could come into Kalem of Tikkun. But it's not by just cutting it out, by uh, denying its intensity. The sources, I think, Toyra's Emes for Neblebele Eger. I think he's the one who quotes it to the Balshamdu that he heard. I think that's where the source is. Toyra's Emes Neblebele Eger from Leblin. It's two lines. You could easily. Uh, Freud would know. Huh? Freud would never know. <laughs> I saw somebody quoted it in a sefer, but he pushed Mamish wasn't typhusant. He just, he didn't understand it. He was. Uh, it's two lines. You're like, whoa! <laughs> if you don't see, you're not going to get rid of us. It's like This possible. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So it's actually Moshe responding to a specific question yeah, of yeah. Israel. What's yeah. the specific question? They said, Tov lano over this Mitzrayim, right? Mimuseinu ba midbar. So their fear Thank is you. actually fear of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they, fe- they yeah, fear yeah, yeah. death. Excellent, yeah. So he said, no, fear, look at the death. Yes, look yes, at yes. Death. Look at your fears. Look at your death. Look fear at, face death. your fears. Face your death fears. Face your death fears. Which is the highest, Excellent. the biggest fear in the world. The biggest fear in the world. Face it, and then you'll be able to get rid of it. Right. The fear of war, the fear it's of an incredible labor, insight. Fear, fear of this. When you'll face it, you'll get rid of it. When you don't face it, it will haunt you forever. And we don't want to do that. We None of us want to do that. I understand why. It's too scary. It's you're touching death. Who wants to touch it, it death? Is, it is. That's what the we stay. Our brains don't want to go there. The more you learn, the more you understand what it's all <laughs> okay. about. So your you're an optimist. Doesn't become this. Of course, we got it. That's the point. That but, God is not afraid of. You don't have to be afraid of anything when you're aligned with the essence. Yeah, enough, it has no death. So it has no death. It has no beginning, no end, and it's not afraid of anything. You're good, and when you go there. You don't have to be afraid of Oyer, you don't have to be afraid of Kaylee. You see, when you're in the orbit, Oyer is afraid of Kaylee, and Kaylee is afraid of Oyer, so they're allergic to each other. In the essence, we don't have to be afraid. So but it's very powerful, psychologically, uh, psychologically, it changes it, everything. For humans, it's the ability to expand consciousness on that level mm-hmm. is incredible insight that they, 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 these people touched on this. You know, it's it's mamish, it's it's mamish a whole new world. And how to see religion, Yiddishkeit, the structures are never to be worshipped. You never become a limited. You know, people become like you know, like I don't want to say OCD, but it's like everything is structure, structure, structure. There's no room for infinity. You know, there's no language anymore. A say provides this tremendous structure. Yeah. It's, uh, in of course it's full of structures. Mount Krishna, Mount Phil, everything is structured. But, but the structure is a, is a, is a path to infinity. It's not a path to, to limit. But this has to be taught. It's not easily and, understood. And say it in the philosophical language. The form invites the content. Yeah. Maybe that's why most people don't see it inside in the Shemba. 
I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that's the reason. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.